Welcome to C-Suite Radio. What's up, everybody? Welcome to your Friday edition of the Open Mic Podcast. It's your host, Brett Allen of the Open Mic Podcast. Today, we have actor Todd Grinnell. We are chatting about his brand new film, Paradise Cove, which is now available on demand, streaming on all your favorite platforms. But Todd had a fun and iconic role on the retelling of the show, One Day at a Time, where he played Schneider. We talk about that. We talk about really just his beginnings, being married to an actor, having a two-year-old, and what the future looks like for him if his child wants to be a part of the industry and just a really fun light-hearted conversation todd is the absolute best and i think you're really going to enjoy it be sure to head over to the open mic podcast.show for all of the latest episodes and check out what we have coming down the pike for you we love you have a fun and safe weekend be well and enjoy today's episode idly hey Welcome to another episode of the Open Mic Podcast. Prepare to be astonished with Brett Allen. Dude, we are so gonna party. A pop culture podcast. <gasps> oh! At the Open Mic, no topic is off limits. Great Odin's Raven. Join in weekly as Brett interviews your favorite celebrities from film, television, sports, music, and much more. Plus, you never know who will stop by. The mystic portal awaits. Now here is your host, Brett Allen. We were talking for a little bit before we started rolling tape. And most of you know Todd. We talked about it in the intro of the show. He was part of a fun and fantastic show that really was not a reboot, but just a retelling of One Day at a Time. And, and we can maybe touch on that at the end, but he's joining me here today to talk about his brand new project that is out that has a fantastic supporting cast, Paradise Cove. And he plays a very, uh, a character, Knox Bannett. And it's a fun, it's an intense thriller. Uh, and it's just something great, especially with nothing but time on our hands still these days. You need to check <laughs> it out. It's a lot of fun. Can you let us know about this new movie and your character and sort of how he fits into the storyline and what people can expect when they have the opportunity to watch it? Well, I'm excited about this movie coming out. It's something really different than what I've done in the past. You know, I regularly do comedy. Um, so it was nice to do a thriller and more of, uh, you know, a role that I think is close close to me uh, as a person. But Knox is a guy who inherited a house in Malibu from his mother who passed away. And he and his lovely wife, uh, played by Nina Suvari, we go to, we, we move from, I think we were in Michigan, um, down in Malibu to renovate this house. He's a contractor to flip it. And it turns out that there is uh, a slightly insane woman living under the house who wants, well, I don't want to spoil anything, but she gives us a tough time. And Knox is pushed to the brink. And it's, uh, in terms of my character, it's a great story of sort of, you know, a regular guy trying to do well for his family and what happens when he is really pushed to the brink of, you know, life and death and the safety of his family. And, and we get to see how that unfolds. And it's really exciting and it's fun. And, you know, it's kind of, uh, in a way, an homage to all these thrillers uh, that have come before it. And it's just a really fun uh, exciting and uh, kind of crazy movie. It is. And of course, you mentioned Mira. She's great. And you have just a fun surrounding cast. As an actor, you know, you touched on this. You you have to do a lot of comedies and that sort of thing. You, going down the list of your credits, you've done a lot of that. 
So when you are presented with an opportunity to do something different like this, is it something that you just want to jump on right away because it stretches your chops as an actor? Yes, for sure. I want to do everything all the time. I, I really think of myself as a character actor in a lot of ways. And so um, I really just want to do anything and everything, especially things that are really different from me and, uh, and experiences that I've never experienced before. Um, cause it's fun. I mean, that's part of why you become an actor, you know, like before I was an actor, I tried to work in the legal profession. I tried to work in politics. And at the end of the day, I realized, oh, I don't, I don't necessarily want to work in politics. I just kind of want to be on West Wing or, sure. you know, I don't, I don't want to be a lawyer. I really just want to be on Boston legal or something, you know, a lawyer show. I get it. I, I, you get it to kind of play sense. in all these different worlds, you know, and that's, what's fun about it. Well, that sort of answers a question I was going to ask you. So obviously an actor is what you wanted to be. Like I hear stories of actors like yourself who back in the day when they were starting out and kind of getting into that grind, they just wanted like, you know, two lines on like a Ted Danson show like Beckett or Cheers. You know, everybody was kind of trying to get that not walk on moment with friends, but just a moment where you had a line in like a, in a cafe and you saw that. So you you tried to dabble in different things. Did you see like a clear path to get to being an actor full time? Or was it something that you just kind of started out in and kind of dabbled with and then worked to pay the bills and then eventually had that moment where you're like, OK, I can definitely see myself where I can definitely do this as a full time career. That's a great question. Um, you know, I definitely had to scrape and struggle in the beginning because, you know, uh, but I, but in terms of me knowing what I wanted to do with my life and seeing a clear path to it, I mean, I don't think anybody can say what the clear path to to becoming a working actor is for them necessarily. You just kind of jump in. But I think the thing that I knew was that this is what I wanted to do with my life. There's no, there's not really any other option, you know. And I think it's a kind of career, like most careers. I mean, if you want to be successful, you kind of need to jump in with both feet and not necessarily dabble or have a backup plan or something else. I always tell young actors that, you know, if you're kind of like, Oh, what, should I be an actor? Or I, I kind of also was thinking about going to medical school. I'm just like, go to medical school because <laughs> this profession and this business takes all of your attention. Um, and you really have to be committed. So so, yeah, but I did start out, you know, I was a waiter and a bartender and a restaurant manager and, you know, a carpenter and a tree trimmer. And I did all the stuff, all of it, <laughs> you know, um, and uh, and just, did, you know, I said yes to anything that anyone would ask me to do. And I did a lot of little theater in L.A. where a lot of times we would come out for our encore at the end and we would outnumber the amount of people in the audience you know, those kind of plays, but it was fun. And you got to meet other people and other actors. And, you know, eventually I got my first agent from one of these tiny little plays and that kind of snowballed and then led me to my first job in TV, which was a really big deal for me at that moment. And, uh, you know, it just kind of worked your way up. And I've been really lucky the last 15 or 20 years to make my living as an actor, you know? Yes. And you've had a lot of like, not just like you've had some little story arc type roles, but then you've had mm -hmm. bigger roles on shows and then it leads to projects like one day at a time or films like this where you really i think to me it seems like i would feel validated as a performer like 
I can do this. You know, this is not just, you know, something I'm dabbling in. And I hear lots of celebrities and actors like yourself tell the, sell the same piece of advice. Like this is not something that you want to dabble in because really, you know, it's going to take maybe couch surfing or living in some tiny little dinky apartment in West Hollywood, you know, trying to like get her done. And you hear all these stories of people that shared apartments together, like, oh, I lived with Adam Sandler and I lived with so-and-so. And And it's like, it's hard to wrap your mind around that because these people are such megastars. And you're like, that is so crazy. And And I was talking to another actor the other day who was telling the same story, he still has his apartment in New York that he bought or had when he was not famous and he takes his kids there. And I mean, he, I think he bought it several years later when he had the means to, but he took them there and there's like, you know, maybe a cockroach here or there or something kind of (laughs) grody. And his kids have sort of are in the family business, I guess you could say. And so it's hard for them to really grasp the cost and sacrifice that it takes to really achieve that dream of being an actor. Cause like, sure there's the money and there's the fame, but I think probably, and I don't want to assume, but when you started, it wasn't like that was what you were chasing necessarily. It seems like you just wanted to be on TV. Yeah. I mean, you know, really at the end of the day, it, I was just happy performing in any way. And I think sure. that's the thing that you have to, you know, if you're chasing, money or fame, I don't think it's going to, you know, it's not going to be, you're not going to be very happy. I think you have to really, um, you know, chase the fulfillment you get from the creative process and from performing in general, you know? And so, I mean, when I'm on, whether I'm on a, you know, multi-million dollar movie set, movie budget set, uh, or, you know, a Netflix series, or I'm doing a tiny play in a small black box theater, or I'm rehearsing something with friends in my living room, it's all the same to me in a sense, because I'm just getting to perform. And if I'm feeling good about what I'm doing and I'm exploring stuff and there's a collaboration going on and I feel like we, you know, I achieved some, you know, something I haven't done before or some truth or told a story in a cool way or whatever, it's all like, that's what's fulfilling to me. If that's what I'm chasing, then I'll have success, you know, and the other stuff is a byproduct of that, um, which is also wonderful. Yes, of course. And I I like that honesty and candor. So your wife is an actor and you have a family, you have a son. Yes. So it's kind of like a family business, so to speak. He's probably grown up around it, aware of it. Do they look at you guys as mom and dad and aren't really interested? Or does he look at you and go, I'm not really interested in this? Or does he have, do they have an interest in perhaps following your footsteps? Well, you know, we have one son uh, and he's two and a half. And so okay, he's not so fairly totally, young. Yeah, he's not totally cognizant of what's what the deal is. I mean, you know, India has uh, she voices a character on a Netflix series called uh, All Hail King Julian. And, yes. um, you know, it's really kind of the only age appropriate thing we can even show him. Where he's like, <laughs> of course, where it makes sense to him. And he still is like, that's not my, it, it is, he doesn't totally connect it. But, you know. At the same time, he, he's mostly looking at me like, can you can you put on Dinosaur Train? I want to watch Dinosaur oh Train. Oh, my God. That's- I have a six-year-old, and we went through that phase a couple years yeah. ago. Yeah. <laughs> it's like every every few months, there's a different cartoon that he likes. But I, I'm trying to get him into Mr. Rogers. He's super into Mr. Rogers right now, which is like my favorite thing ever. 
but uh but yeah it'll be interesting i don't know what it's going to be like you know i think we'd like to just raise him with all options are possible and okay this is not necessarily the family business this is what mom and dad do and we love it but you know there are a bazillion things you could do with your life not that i wouldn't want him to get into this but i just don't want him to sort of you know it's interesting we're in la and you know, we're in a town where sort of like the big benchmark for success are the people who are working in this business. You know, um, he's definitely going to see more actors in his life than doctors and stockbrokers and architects and stuff like that, just by, you know, by virtue of who we're friends with or whatever. But, um, you know, I'm hoping that he kind of goes out into the world and sees what's out, what's available to him. Yeah, but I get it. I will it. tell you, he it is clear sometimes that he comes from a family, uh, two parents who are actors. He's pretty, <laughs> man, he can fake an injury like nobody's business. Yeah. Well, they're all good <laughs> at that. I, I have a six-year-old, as I said, and he's very good at uh, the emotional manipulation of getting you to believe totally. that something is wrong when it's really not. If he did have any interest in the mm -hmm. business or acting, is that something that you would encourage, perhaps? I know it's probably hard to answer that, maybe, yeah, but... for sure. You know, I mean, my parents uh, are not in the business. I mean, I grew up in rural Massachusetts. They're okay. very, very far away from the business and from L.A. And, you know, my mom's a, an environmental activist and my dad works in finance. And so uh, they're, they're both retired. But their whole thing was just, just find something you love to do and do that. And we'll support you, you know? Um, they've it. been so super supportive. I'm sure, you know, thinking back, having your son come up to you when, when they're 22 and saying, I'm moving to LA, I'm going to be an actor. I mean, it must've been terrifying and they must've just <laughs> thought this kid is insane. What is he doing? He'll be back in a couple of years or six months or whatever. And, but we're just, we're just going to love him and support him and hope for the best and see what happens, you know, but I would have been like, that's crazy. What are you doing? Um, yeah, like most but, parents probably, he said. Yeah, but to their credit, they just said, that's great. You know, like, follow your dream. Let's do it. Um, and uh, and we'll do that for Crosby, too, you know. And that's a great name. I, I like that. I think I, that yeah, it's just cool. I mean, I think when you have children and they are just, I think, fascinated with you as a parent, period, and they say things to you and it's coming from an honest place. Like my kid is always like, dad, you're the best. You're awesome. I love it. And then in the back of my head, I'm like, when you're 16, I hope you still feel that way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. You know, yeah. and you still are enamored with what I do, even though exactly. I think it's mostly just because, you know, I give him things that he needs or maybe sometimes when he wants, I'll buy him something. I'll take it, you know, regardless sure. of the case. As we wrap up here, I'm just kind of curious. You started out and it seems like you had some success right away. Were there any points in your career where you just kind of felt like you were ready to call it quits or what sort of motivated you to keep moving and deal with the rejection and the negativity that can sometimes be associated with, with being an actor or in any kind of art? That's a great question. I, um, Sure. I guess there, there have been times where I've kind of gone, ah, maybe I should try something else, I guess. But I, I don't know. I think I, I always come back to the fact that I, kn I just know in my heart that I would be miserable doing anything else. And as sure. hard as things are sometimes and, you know, 
there are periods where you don't work as much as you'd like and you know periods where you don't have as much money as you would like or whatever my younger years uh you know i never really doubted myself i just you know it's frustrating sometimes it's frustrating and sometimes you get tired of you know the auditions and maybe not getting what you want and all that stuff but just trusting that you know there's a dream and there's a goal and not everything happens in the time that i would like it to have happen um if i stick with something you know eventually something will happen you know um yeah for sure I think that has to be what fuels the engine in your car, so to speak, because you have these moments probably where you get fantastic projects and they last for a very long time. Some would even say they're kind of like a lightning in the bottle thing where you're like, I don't know how they would ever recreate a moment like that. But then you get to come to other stuff and do other big things. And so I appreciate the truthfulness and the fact of just sort of mitigating the rejection or, you know, maybe being labeled as a character actor, but yet you take on other projects and you do them like this fun film, Paradise Cove, which people need to watch. And we will put a link to that in our show notes so people can download it and and support the project. Wow. What a fun conversation. And of course, you mentioned your wife. She is an actor. She's on the Netflix cartoon, which we've watched hundreds of times as well. Uh, (laughs) And also uh, one day at a time, too. We got to play love interests uh, the last couple of seasons, which was super fun. Yeah. Yeah. She's in Canada doing a a Netflix movie right now. So. Oh, wow. Very cool. Yeah. Well, That's fantastic. And um, how fun it is that you guys get to be actors together, family together, perform together. And of course, if you haven't seen One Day at a Time, we'll just mention it. Todd played Schneider, an iconic character in the story. And in this retelling, I hate the term reboot, but in this retelling, it was just such a (laughs) meaningful. Retelling is a good word. Yeah. Reimagining. I don't know. Whatever the latest term is for films. But it was just so meaningful and important. And there's just been a lot of shows over time that fall into that category. And this is one of them very culturally aware, politically aware, and just didn't really pull any punches. And it was just a fun show. So check it out. It's available everywhere, I think. Is it still on Netflix or Pop TV? I'm not sure where it's landed. But Yeah, there uh, are three seasons on Netflix. Um, and then I think on uh the fourth season, which we didn't get to finish because of the pandemic, uh, I think are available on Pop TV. They're somewhere online, Pop TV or CBS.com or something, something like that. But the first three seasons are on Netflix still. And uh, and yeah, it was uh, a, a wonderful, wonderful experience. We got to do a really lovely, funny show that was important on a lot of different levels. And that was a huge gift to me. And, and I'm excited about Paradise Cove. You got to check yes. out Paradise you got to see Kristen Bauer, phenomenal in this. Mina Suvari is phenomenal in this. I'm pretty good, I guess. We'll see. But the, <laughs> the, movie, the movie is really fun and super exciting. And it's like my favorite kind of movie to watch on a Friday night after a son goes to sleep. And my wife is doing something else that I can watch something a little intense and scary. And uh, it's, just a, it's just a great, great, uh, fun you know, get some popcorn and dig in. Todd, uh, I appreciate you being here today. Thank you. Brett, so good to talk, man. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. 
That brings today's show to a close. Goodly do. Thanks for stopping by. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to share it with a friend and subscribe. It's absolutely free. The views and opinions of the guests do not necessarily reflect those of the host. Autobots, roll out. Go home.